This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, the Chelsea Fancast preview show, because it's Friday night around the hour of seven o'clock. And I am, of course, Stamford Chidge. And as ever, I am joined by the delicious uh, Jonathan Kidd. Oh, Chidge, I sound like a, a an apple. You do. <laughs> or a Ferrero Rocher, maybe. Oh, yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> They're not too delicious, though, are they? No, well, I don't know. The ambassador likes them. Yeah, apparently he did. Yeah, apparently so. Thank you. How you are right? you? I'm good, thank you. I've had an interesting week. Good, good. I'm editing my uh, um, my VAR video at the moment, which should be up, um, should be finished by next week mm. for uh, everybody's delectation. Mm. You what video? VAR. I've done a VAR. I've done a, a, a VAR. Oh, uh, a humorous song about humorous VAR. Humorous song about VAR. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Excellent. Is that uh, is that for the Rudy V's? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Except there aren't any of them but me, so I'm playing three parts. So it's just the Rudy. Yeah, the Rudy. The V, the V, in fact. Okay. The V. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, I'm doing that, which is um, going to be fun. I've done... Uh, oh, what else have I done? Uh, just that, really. Lots of editing. Editing. Mm. I'm going to see the blues. Um, doing a fan bite and the sound didn't work, which was what fun. What happened? Yeah, I, d- I mean, I noticed that, but what, what happened? Uh, a oh. mystery. Um, a complete mystery. Do you know what? When you looked at it, you could see that uh, on the video itself, there was a, 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 you know, you get a little speaker. It had clearly been muted. So maybe, maybe, maybe you I'm muted it by mistake. Yeah, I may have muted I'm never, ever going to do I'm, well, It was because it was late and I, and I was a bit knackered. So uh, Did you have to do it all again? Really pay, pay attention. No, I, I, I managed to... Um, to to work it out what I'd done wrong. It was uh, it was some some connection. I'm, it was, there it was, and I've. Uh, but yes, and it went out, and then. Who we got on the show tonight, J.K.? Oh, I don't want to talk about them. Uh, um, 
Uh, uh, he's got a lovely picture of the ground behind him. Can you guess, everybody at home? Can you guess? Who's in I'm the gonna, square window? I'm going to put this voice on now because he has Stamford Bridge behind him and all its environs. And it is, of course, that, 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 Hello. How are we? Mr. Clayton Bearman, of course. Oh, 59 years, the housewife choice. Way! Good to see you, mate. How are you? I'm very well. Very well. Dried out. Yes. Just. It was a bit, it was a bit sopping wet, wasn't it? It was damp. It was a moist evening. Yes, indeed. Uh, luckily, it wasn't for me because I was at home in the warmth of my sitting room. But there you go. Um, as uh, well, well, I mean, unremarkably, we will be talking about the uh, Chelsea versus Dinamo Zagreb match in a minute and having a chat about what happened on Wednesday night. And of course, uh, in part two, we will be looking ahead to Sunday's massive match against the Arsenal. Uh, which begs a lot of questions like uh, dare we not lose it and such like. Uh, no journalists tonight, no uh, opposition view. I've just been too damn busy all week, which is actually why I wasn't at the bridge uh, on Wednesday night because uh, I sadly now work until 7 o'clock on a Wednesday evening and uh, I therefore cannot get from Winchester to uh, to Stamford Bridge uh, in time, unless, of course, they invent, uh, you know, transportation a la Star Trek. So until that arrives, I'm stuck at home in my sitting room watching the midweek football. But I know two people who were there, and luckily they're both on the show tonight. Um, yeah, just as well, otherwise it would be a bit dull, wouldn't it? Um, I think the first most obvious question of the evening, really, uh, JK... Is, is this how did they get their drum in there? Oh, oh no, that wasn't what occurred to me. But that is a oh. good question. Do you yeah. want to do you want to talk about the drum? Well, very briefly, yeah. it was a kind of it was a kind of enamel affair on a pedestal. You don't smuggle that through the. Uh, well, maybe the they turbine. were allowed to bring it. It may have been the case. I think that was exactly what happened. However, they did not stop playing it, and mm. to 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 get do them justice, they were absolutely magnificent. They never stopped in yeah. huge voices for 90 minutes. And uh, um, lots of the songs are strange 60s American songs we used to sing. And I feel a certain tear in my eye when I hear some of them. Obviously, they're in they're in a foreign language. But uh, to hear Na 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 Hey Hey Kiss Him Goodbye by Steen, which used to no, be... No, 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 no. That's a Bananarama song. Hey, hey, hey. That's a Bananarama song. 1969, Steen. That's a Bananarama song, mate. It's Look it up, please. It's a banana rama song. Hey, hey, Chelsea. <laughs> and there it was. And I was oh, going, oh, it's that one. Oh, how lovely. How nice. Were you, were you but, joining in? Um, funnily enough, no. Were you wearing all black? Funnily enough, no. Okay, so you're not really an ultra then. No, you're an ultra I'm, something, but not that kind of an ultra. Yeah, an ultra. You're definitely an ultra something. We're definitely not an ultra... Uh, um, supporter like what they are. No, well, they're all a bit mental out there, and, and I mean, you could. They came across. They came across. They came across loud and clear on the old uh, on the old TV. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised. They, they, the volume was wonderful. Ninety minutes worth. Yeah. Yeah, they, right. they, they, I mean, well, you know, it's just you know, it's gone from the English game, really, hasn't it? And and I think actually the interesting thing is when it when it comes back under a different guise, it's. It's taken the piss out of quite severely. I'm thinking of like the, the Crystal Palace ultras. There's, yeah. you know, there's the, the fun police and the, the how you're supposed to support your club police are, are alive and kicking. Um, I can tell you something with absolute certainty that Clayton Beerman is not a member of the fun or how you're supposed to support your team police at all. I'm going to ask you the question. I was going to ask JK actually, Clayton. 
Uh, Dennis Zakaria. Who knew? Strange one, isn't it? Yeah, fuck. I was Strange really surprised, one. man. He wasn't back at Yoko um, or Saul. What happened? Yeah, I don't I don't really understand why we haven't seen him. Um I don't know whether that was well no, none of us know whether it was an above average performance and he tried his nuts off because he wanted to prove everybody wrong at the club who basically hadn't played him. The guy's a Swiss international, so you can't actually think that he's that bad. I mean, he can't possibly be dreadful. Not that I know a huge amount about Swiss internationals, apart from Grant Xhaka and the little tubby boy that used to play with Liverpool and Stoke. Um, Enter Shakiri. That's the one. Um, he he played very well. He 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 looked. He didn't look out of place. I think that you have to be guarded because you have to take into account the opposition. But he looked all right. He looked okay. I mean, I, I he, he, yeah, he looked fine. And, and sort of, unless he wasn't fit, not having used him when certain members of our midfield have been on their knees seemed to be slightly negligent. But we just don't know what goes on behind the scenes, to be honest. But no, he looked all right. He did. He significantly, when he scored, gave a very specific look towards the bench, as if to say, "Look, I've now scored as well." So I think he was trying to make a point. Um, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Up. I mean, I think, but I think Potter received it quite. I mean, that's one of the beauties of you know watching on telly. Potter's reaction was really good. He had a great big grin on his face, with giggling and stuck his thumb up, which kind of. I think. I, I think. I think that you know. I mean, it was. I tell you what was. What else was interesting, and that was Zakaria's post-match comments because they interviewed him afterwards, yes, and he he freely admitted he was pissed off that he hasn't been playing, you know. But he was kind of. It wasn't like an angry "I hate everybody" because I've not been playing. It was just a, I'm a football player. I want to play football, and I haven't been playing. It's annoying, and now I've had my chance, and it's gone really well. And I'm really glad about it. It didn't work against. It didn't work for Juventus, did it? When he played for them, that mm. was the trouble. But he he was he I think he started off okay and then he got badly injured, yeah. And then he sort of fell out of of that scenario. I don't know. I mean, he he's as I say, he's basically a a full international. Is obviously something about him. He obviously has fitness problems. He was obviously a supermarket sweep purchase at the beginning of the season when they realised how bare bones we were in midfield. Uh, in terms of injuries, I thought he did okay. I thought he did fine. I don't know. I I, I haven't seen the presser today. Did uh, I mean is he out for Sunday as well as he, he wasn't? Else? He wasn't mentioned other than talking about how he did. Um, but he did come off with a knock, didn't he? Like about well, was it a knock or was it cramp? Because you wouldn't yeah. be at all surprised. If I it thought was it was a knock. Cramp. It was after a tackle. I thought, but I could be wrong. Do you know yeah. what? Do you know what I liked about him? I mean. Yeah, I've, I wrote me notes. He went off with a knock uh, on 70. I thought he did all right, you know. I mean, I think two things that really struck out for me. I think it was just, I mean, I have to say, chaps, I actually laughed because he fa- I, I, the goal was really good because of the way that he, he, was, he was with uh, whoever was marking him and then he let his marker go and he held back, which was clever. But I thought, thought it was hilarious that he found himself in the Kovacic position and unlike Kovacic, he he showed brilliant technique <laughs> by hitting, kicking the ball properly, and keeping it down, and hitting it hard by kicking the ball at the goal. Yes, 
I mean, I thought... over the bar. Yeah, yeah. Kovacic. He won't, he won't last. Yeah, well, Kovacic, please take note. But other than that, I thought he played his role in defence really, really well. I thought he was a really tidy, uncomplicated player. You know, simple passes, being in the right time at the right place, breaking the play up, making interceptions and passing the ball forward. And I thought, mate, that's what I want of a defensive midfielder. And I thought he did an excellent job. And I have to say, it was it was so pleasing. I don't know what you two think, but I thought it was pleasing to see that from somebody that, you know, we'd kind of written off on the basis that he might be Bakayoko and Sowell, as I, as I said a minute ago. Um, but no, he, he fitted in really well. I mean, I take your point, Clayton, you know, European games, I mean, like, it's no accident that Jorginho always looks like a world beater in European games, uh, but not in the Premier League. They get more time and space and they don't get two-footed every five seconds. So, you know, you do have to take that into consideration. But, you know, you've got to play what's in front of you. And I thought he did really, really well, JK. Um, You were right. J5 was excellent. Yeah, he always is in European matches. And I think that's the reason. And... um... And Sterling, bless his cotton socks, even got a goal, which uh, uh, he took very well. Yeah, but he no, did. I, I think you're absolutely right. The the um, the standard of competition is not the same at all um, from the Premier League. And also, they, they we, we were terrible in the first 10 minutes. They've got to do something about this coming out and not having the right attitude or approach. But that was the period where they showed their most energy. Um, and uh, I think they got slowly... Um, knackered as the game went on and then just resorted to ridiculous nasty niggly little fouls which um yeah there they did they did didn't they uh, as as they would and you know i think they run out of gas because we keep the ball uh, so well i'm just actually seeing if we did in fact keep the ball so well because i have statistically we certainly have more shots than we've had before do you know what it was 57 to 43 so 60 40 roughly so I've, i've seen us have more possession but that's that's pretty damning really i mean as is the fact that well i'll get on actually do you know what i'll get on to it now because you know they played all right they put some nice football together they won 2-1 but guess what they had 22 goal attempts six yeah. shots on target 12 shots yeah. off target jk profligacy profligacy even wash rinse repeat every yeah. fucking game every game every game i thought that um um, I mentioned this in my fan, but Gallagher came on and gave him a different dimension. I think Gallagher is is good player, mate. Yeah, really, really good player. Love him, and and his industry is great. His tackling is great. His anticipation is great. His ability to get in the box and have shots. He had two shots. One was a very good save. The other one hit the post, if you remember. Yeah. And he he galvanizes the side. And I'm also saying that because I'm not I'm not convinced by many of them at the moment. And uh, to see him just playing at the level that I think we would like all the players to play at is absolutely fantastic. I'm not sure how he starts. He should start. Oh, I know how he should start. Every game, he should start. You put him in the team, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but I'd, put it, I'd put him and Mount as number eight. Yeah. But oh. I, know, I just think the way it is at the moment, I just get the impression he'd rather pick um, Kovacic and Jorginho in the in the, the pattern somehow. It's It's... It's in the pecking order. Um, but um, uh, at least he... And that's bollocks, if you think about it, isn't it? You know, yeah, because you should pick the players who are the best players. Yeah, yeah. But at least Not the two reputation. shots, the shots that, that Gallagher had were on target. One very good save by the goalkeeper, the other hit the post. Whereas um, or, whereas the, all the number of open goals that are missed is just becoming absolutely ridiculous. It is. And all right, Bamiang hit the bar. 
and Mount had a decent shot. And I thought Mount went up a level when when Gallagher came on. I th and I thought we we just had more shots. But it's it's they're 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 not a great team, Zagreb. No. You know, we're we're into Europa League territory here, yeah. and um, uh, I'm just not I'm not convinced by the side at the moment. You know, poor old Silver. I don't know why Silver came on. There was no need for Silver to come on at all. Just in case he managed to pick up an injury, perhaps. Indeed, that was probably what it was about. But even he managed. <laughs> Even he managed to blast over from six inches on the goal yeah. line. Yeah, that, that was rather comical, really. I mean, it, it begs so many questions, doesn't it? And I, I feel we're already getting grumpy and we get complaints when we're grumpy. I mean, I don't care whether we get complaints or not. People are entitled to their opinion. I mean, we did win, you know. It was, an, it was I mean, you know, it was the definition of a dead rubber, wasn't it, Clayton? And I mean, if we'd have got hammered 6-1, do you know what? I don't think I would have really given two shits because it, it was one of those games that doesn't matter, apart from the fact that obviously... We do want Chelsea to win every match. But picking up from what JK said, Clayton, um, I, I thought Mount was excellent. I know I'm bound to say that, but I do think he was. And I think he was, not least, because he was kind of playing as a, a more of a number eight in a, in a three-man midfield. Um, and it does beg this question at the moment. You know, playing players in their best positions tends to lead to them playing better I mean Sterling wasn't playing as a wing back he was playing more the role that he's used to and I think he played much better as a result um I think to just kind of meld this with another question I have which was you know who should be starting who who shouldn't be I mean if Conor Gallagher is as good as JK believes he is and I I personally believe that he's gonna he's arguably gonna be better than Mason Mount I, I rate him that highly you know surely we should be playing players who are in form. So Gallagher should be starting. I would I would make an argument that Pulisic should. I think he's in better form than Sterling, for example. You know, should Brozier be starting? I mean, wh wh where do you sit on this, Clayton? Um, okay, so two things. One, just going on from what Jonathan said, and I tweeted it after the game, I'm just getting increasingly frustrated about our ineptitude at scoring. I just... It's just bonkers. We created so many chances in that game and it wasn't as if the goalkeeper on the other side had a, a fantastic game. It wasn't, you know, like um, in the Salzburg game, their goalkeeper made three world-class saves. This one made one world-class save when you save from Gallagher, but by the same token, you, you could say Gallagher should have scored, Silva should have scored. Just, it, it, we just can't kill games off. And even though we were in complete control, every time they broke, they just ran through what was a non-existent midfield and and could have equalised had they had a, a modicum of skill. But, yeah, I don't know. I th I think it's wearing a bit thin now, isn't it, this, this, this Potter's a new manager... Thing. I mean, I know he is, and I know he's been there for five minutes and he hasn't had pre-season, et cetera, et cetera. But he's now seen them. Yes, he's got lots of injuries. and But, you know, he he's falling into the same trap that, that Tommy T did, which last season, and, and horrendously, we're back where we bloody started. You know, it all fell apart when James and Chilwell got injured last season. And... He's doing exactly the same as what Tommy T did. He's basically putting people in to play wing backs when they can't play in that position. And so that weakens us. He, he, the did, other he, thing that we, he, he didn't on Wednesday, though, interestingly. No, he didn't on Wednesday. I, 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 I agree he didn't on Wednesday, probably because 
it was such a humongous humiliation on the Saturday. Um, I agree that he doesn't appear to be picking players on form because I thought, okay, Raheem scored a really good goal, took it very well, then missed an open goal with a, a just a, an appalling miss. I thought he was pretty lacklustre. I think he is really lacking confidence at the moment. And every time I've seen Pulisic, Pulisic looks really on the ball at the moment. And I, I, I don't, I don't understand his starting eleven. Well, obviously Pulisic doesn't start because he's not English, Clayton. Oh, obviously. I, I listen. I, I just, I don't understand it. I mean, if you want to play players back into form, okay, fair enough. Maybe that was part of it. But then you've got somebody like Pulisic who looks on top of his game. You've got somebody like Brozier who could give another 60 minutes to and maybe bring Alber on afterwards. Um, I just, it, 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 it's a mess. And I, I think that the mess isn't helped by the amount of injuries. But I also think it, it's not helped by the fact that I think, you know, and I hate to say this, that, that we're just an average team at the moment. I don't think that we are we're anything special we haven't got any players who get you off your seat you haven't got any players I mean I was thinking about it the other day because I, I I do think that there is a general malaise and it is to do with the squad and the way it's been built or not built as this case may be and obviously Potter wants to bring in his own players and I, I sort of just I saw today that apparently we're interested in Lewis Dunk you know, because he's well, fantastic. I said, why don't we just go and fucking buy Brighton? Bowley's got enough well, money. That, that's exactly the point I was going to make. You know, he's interested in Dunk. He's interested in Trossard. And you just think, well, no. you know, they are they are of the same quality as to what we've got. Yeah. We don't need that. We need players to come in who are better than what we've got. And that really shouldn't be difficult because I think we are a very average squad. And, and I think that if you look at our first 11 against Manchester City's first 11 and you basically think who of our first 11 would get into that and I can think of perhaps Sterling and not Sterling (laughs) I can think of perhaps Rhys James an argument for Thiago Silva although Man City don't really need him and that's it. Yeah. I can't you can't tell me that any anybody else that we've got at the moment would get into that Manchester City side. And I think sadly that's where we are. I, I think you're right. I, I really do. And and I mean we were saying, weren't we, on, on Monday, JK, that you know, we are more of a cup side at the moment. That's where we are. And it kind of reminded me of the of the nineties in a way. But it also shows you um and I'm I'm not trying to like bang the drum for Tuchel now because what's done is done, and it wasn't exactly all all it wasn't brilliant in the league under him, was it? But he did win the Champions League and he got us to cup finals, and I think that just shows you what a good manager he he was or is. Um, but yeah, when when we're miles off the league, we have been for years, and we don't look like getting anywhere close soon. And I and I'm with you, Clayton. I don't think. I, I, It'll be really interesting to see what happens. I know JK feels quite strongly about this and, and doesn't think it will go this way, but um, it's kind of a bit weird, isn't it? Because you, normally we expect a new manager to do exactly what you're suggesting, Clayton, is to go and buy players he knows, has worked with and trusts. And that's fine. 
But I don't think it's fine if it's Brighton players you're getting. I really, really don't. And I think it'll be a really interesting test because what, what should be happening at the club un, at the moment under Bowley is that they're putting this recruitment team in place and a director of football to go and scout the best talent that we can possibly get because you've got lots and lots of money. And, and basically Potter, Potter doesn't have any fucking say in it. You know, these are the players you've got to work with. Fucking work with them. But hopefully there'll be better class of player than we've you know, had over the last five or six years. Um, that's that's the hope, but who will who knows? Well, it'll be really interesting to see it. What, what happens, won't it, J.K.? Well, one of the difficulties with appointing a manager who is up and coming and hasn't had any success is that his the pool of players that he would then bring in because they're his players are players that have uh, he's appreciated because they've been at a club that he's been involved with are not likely to be stars. They're not likely to be elite players because it, it, they're, they're from the club that he managed who were, um, uh, you know, finished halfway, however, they, where Brighton finished. Whereas, you know, had you brought in Emery or not suggesting you ever would, but somebody of that. What, Dick um, Emery? Me, yeah, Emery, Emery, Emery the eighth. If you if you brought somebody as as experienced as that, who has managed at top, top clubs, they could go well actually you need to buy him and he because he's fantastic and he's been playing for Sanetien or he's been playing for Marseille or something because that was the club that they managed and had success with whereas it doesn't surprise me in the slightest that he says possibly let's get Trossard and Dunk because they're the only good players that's the level that he knows that's his level you can't say he can't you if he said we need to buy um, this Nkunu bloke, and he knows all about him. You'd you'd say, okay, that's good, but you don't really know anything about him because you've never coached him. Mm. So that's bizarrely one of the advantages of getting somebody in from um, who's well, had huge an elite Europe. manager like Tuchel because he managed that's at PSG right. and he managed at Dortmund, right. etc., etc., etc. That's one of the reasons for having that. And this is slightly my worry at the moment. Is it's it's all a bit parochial, isn't it? It's not very European. All right, they're looking to. To grow with him, and once again, as I've said before, I think they will impose players a players upon him, regardless of of um, initially, because they need. What we're talking about Clayton. They need to fill this right wing back situation. They can't have it. Why on earth they never got anybody in to cover that was beyond me. Because it wasn't Fafana. That wasn't where Fafana plays. I don't know why they they weren't surely thinking that Dave was going to be the the solution to all of that. So that. If knowing the way things are going, that Reese was bound to get injured. I mean, luckily you've got um, Cucurella now for, as to play the left wing back role. If um, uh, if the if they've got enough players to play uh, in in the back three, because that's where he played at Brighton. However, we are seeing version point five of um, uh, of Cucurella, who looks like a rabbit in the headlights and is nowhere near the outstanding player of the year he was in the Premier League last year. So something has happened to him. To well, he had tonsillitis and lost five kilograms. Oh, that, you're right, he did. But yeah, but he was he hardly playing out of his skin. But he's before. also playing at a much bigger club where the expectations well, are a lot higher. Indeed. I'm not writing him off. I'm just saying that we're not getting it at the not moment. Not at the moment. But he's also been not playing, you know, how many times has he played he's left wing? out of position. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think at Brighton he he probably got a lot more protection. But he played he played right up front. The number of assists he yeah. got. Yeah, and it, but it, but in that role 
you know, he, he got a lot more protection from players that were playing around him. I don't get the, I'm not saying that this is what you're saying, John, Jonathan, but I don't get the hate. I just think people are being a bit bloody too quick to judge. And oh, 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 you're on Twitter, you mean for Kelsey fans? No, no, I'm, I'm the caveat I'm giving is we, yeah, 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 yeah. I did say, I did it, say that's not what you're saying, John. But at the moment, it's not working. That's the trouble, and I don't know how you make it work if he's feeling. Well, well, I, I think you know? it, it will work when he basically plays in a back five. Yeah, yeah, and he plays well, as and, you and hope. in a back four as a fullback and doesn't get pissed around and doesn't say that he has to basically go in the middle and play centre half where he's basically being exposed because the person on his left hand side is Raheem Sterling who's not coming back back and doesn't defend and so makes him look bad and it is basically it's not very fair no you know just going off on this Potter thing I think Wednesday night showed his I don't want to use the word naivety because I don't, you know, it's it's insulting. I'm not a football manager by any stretch of the imagination. But it showed a, a sort of, to me, it showed an insecurity. You know, here, here was Potter with his fifth Champions League game because Tommy T was in charge for the first one. So he's had five Champions League games. This was only his fifth Champions League game. I think that he didn't have the confidence or the security to say, do you know what? I'm going to play a couple of the youth kids. I'm going to basically, I'm not going to, I'm not saying that about Chilwell because I don't blame him for Chilwell because I think Chilwell would have played because he hadn't played for two games. That's not what what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that, he needed to mix it up. There was no reason why Pulisic shouldn't start. There's no reason why Brozier shouldn't start. There's no reason why Lewis Hall shouldn't have been on the bench. Or Dion Rankin, you know, left. he played in the FA Cup last year, Lewis Hall. Even though he plays in the middle for the youth team, he played at left back in the FA Cup. You know, you could have brought him on for half an hour, what have you. Dion Rankin plays right back in the youth team. We are desperate for backup at, at right wing, but no, he didn't have. Uh, he didn't even have him on the bench. I didn't realise on the night that we had eight players on the bench instead of eleven, and these guys had actually trained with the first team. So whether he thought, oh, they're not good enough, I can't put them in there, I don't know. But I just think there was that lack of, you know, lack of self confidence to actually do that in a game probably scared he didn't want to lose two on the back i mean that that to me and you're right i had forgotten that that to me is absolutely insane to not even you know have the the required 11 on the bench he could have had youngsters on there and and that is insane because i mean you can't on the one hand say oh my god we've got all these injuries they all the players are all playing too much and then have a bench basically of people who've been playing too much absolutely insane and I, yeah. I mean, talking about your insecurity thing, I think you may have a point there because going back to what I was saying about, well, why, why, you know, why are certain players playing more? Why are others who are looking in better form not getting a go? I do wonder if that is a sign of not necessarily insecurity, although it could be, but certainly inexperience. Because I think he's playing a lot of players on reputation. I think Sterling's playing on reputation at the moment. You know, and, and, a, and a really top, experienced, elite manager doesn't give a shit who you are 
you know if you're pl- if you know you're either you know you're either playing well you're in form and you get a game or you can fuck off and sit on the bench you know that's what a, that's what an elite manager does because they have the ego to go with it they don't care what the players think you know they they basically call it as they see it and i think he's playing players on reputation here and i think that's a sign of a bit of insecurity slash inexperience don't know what you think jk yes I, I personally don't think it's looking great for him. I, 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 but I don't want to be negative because I, I appreciate he's a new manager. He's finding his way. Um, he is inexperienced. He's, uh, he's, he did brilliantly with Brighton. Um, uh, he did brilliantly with every team he's been with. So the progression should be he would do brilliantly with us. But at the moment, he's making decisions that I don't um, understand and I... I agree completely about the Sterling situation. I think it's reputation he's being played on because um, uh, the fact that he hadn't had a single shot, I think, in four games was absolutely ridiculous that you carry on playing him. Um, and he should be giving, I wouldn't say Broger. I don't, I, I found Broger's, um, he was one on one on one occasion. He was on his own when he got through and he's good at making those runs. And uh, I, I think he, I don't think he's mature enough to deal with it yet. He should just have gone for goal. And he spent the whole of his run looking, you know, to see if anybody was well, with he's him. Playing out wide for a lot of the game. Know, well, yeah, yeah, but he still had, he still had a he was ahead of the player and he was on his own running towards the goal. I still think he should have made more of it. And I felt that. Uh, well, um, he didn't. He didn't have any. I know what you're talking about. He didn't have very much support. I think you're quite no right. I think no once he got over the halfway line, he seemed to slow down and look for other people he rather did. than just. He go direct, and then Absolutely. he ended up losing the ball in the area. Absolutely, and I think I think he's got the abilities. Well, I think I don't think he's, he's mature enough. I think he's he's lacking slightly in confidence. He should just have gone for it, you know. And that's the kind of thing you you evaluate players with. But by is looking at them and seeing what confidence have you got. Go on your own, score. If he'd done that, we'd have thought, hang on, you're a bit special. But um, I don't mean in the nasty way. You're a bit of a special. You're a bit of a, a, a special player here. I don't even think. I mean, nasty. you know, the thing is, you're right, J.K. Um, I, I don't want to be negative about Potter either. I think there's lots to love about him. And but I think the the reality. I think it's 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 so hard for us. We touched on this on Monday. We're used to something completely different than this. And the reality is, I mean, I say that actually, we we, we are used to it. We had it with Frank for a year and a bit, didn't we? Where you know, he was learning on the job. And I think actually at this level, Potter is learning on the job. And we, we didn't mind it with Frank because we kind of knew it. We accepted it with Frank because that was the part of the package when they hired him. We yeah. knew he had no experience. But we we loved Frank because Frank was Frank, you know. And I think we it's harder to, it's harder to give that latitude to Potter because he wasn't hired in a sense, in an emergency, as Frank was, because I don't think you would have got many elite managers coming in with no transfer budget. So it's a harder thing to accept with Potter when we when we had Tuchel and we could have pretty much had anybody we wanted, really. But that is the reality. He is learning on the job. Uh, my my hopes are that I hope he learns really quickly, you know, and I think he's going to be given time either way, really. Um, I, I think the media are already talking it up. You know, I, I, I caught a bit of talk sport today and they were all, you know, everybody's asking the question, oh, how long is he going to have? Are they going to fire him? Blah, blah, blah. If they lose to Arsenal, yada, yada. I think he's in here for for a while. I don't think they're, they're going to fire him. And hopefully he will learn quickly because uh, we like to see it. Just a couple of things to, to really tie this part up. I mean, we mentioned Ben Chilwell, you know, throughout this part. I mean, it's absolutely gutting for him i just feel so bad for the kid i mean he was playing really really 
really well before his hamstring popped. And I mean, Jesus Christ, the curse of the Chelsea wingbacks continues. It's just unbelievable. But not only that, I mean, we've got a whole humongous amount of players out. And I mean, I think actually, you know, coming on the back of what we were saying, you have to have some sympathy with Potter here because I think any manager um, would would struggle with the not just the amount of injuries we've got, but the quality of of of, uh, of players that are out at the moment as well. I mean, we've got Kante, Fafana's a new buy that they had great hopes for. Reese James and Ben Chilwell, you know, arguably when they're both fit and on form, the two best uh, wing backs in the country. Nay, Europe. Uh, Kepa's out, who who was looking really really good. I mentioned Kante. It's like the generation game, isn't it? Cuddly toy, uh, food processor. I mean, there's a lot of Kovacic has got a knock as well. I mean, you know, he's a first teamer. You know, that's that's more than half a team that are out that you would naturally expect to start. And I, that that's got that. As I said, that would not be easy for any manager, elite or not. J.K. Um, I I agree completely. It is a a, um, a, a miserable picture. Um, but I. To some extent, I think they made errors in the transfer window um, uh, where they should have prophesied where the air, where the areas of uh, support were needed. Yeah, but how, sorry to butt in, but how could you prophesy that both Fafana and Koulibaly, who were brought in, we all understood that we had to buy new centre-backs, they buy them in and, and they're both injured, one of them long-term. <laughs> I don't mean them really. I mean, um, no cover for no cover for James. No cover, no cover for James. But you see, we got cover for Chilwell, and that is Cucurella. Yes. The, the, yes. the trick for Cucurella now is that he's now got to prove uh, that he's, you know, uh, able cover for Chilwell, and in fact, he's better cover for Chilwell than Marcus Alonso. Yes. Because that's the barometer, isn't well, it? Well, they've, they've they've he's more he's supposedly a better defender. Um, but at the same time, he was very good with his assists at Brighton by getting further forwards. I don't think he never had would never have the same shot as Marcus because Marcus was supremely gifted in that area. Um, but um, uh, as we've always established, always slow to get back. Well, Cucurella appears to be um, more of a, a speed merchant, but uh, it, it's very difficult to judge him because he's not been um, fit or anywhere near the standard that he was at Brighton. So I, I just think that's a, you're not to know that you thought that would be the case. They paid a huge amount of money for, for him. Um, Kula Bali, they would never have known that that was going to happen, that he would be um, so off the pace initially and then get an injury. So they, they have been desperately unlucky, yeah. but um, at the same time, uh, Kante was on the cards. I have to say that we all that, predicted that's that. Another, other one. And I, I whether they found that they couldn't get hold of the right significant player. What what Clayton was saying earlier about um, uh, there's nobody that makes you get up off your, your feet is exactly what we were discussing on Monday. We were saying that, I was saying that, you know, you need, if they're going to buy people, you need to get somebody who is of such a standard. In well, the we, we've got, we, we've said this on the show for five yeah, years. There, five is, years. there is a lack, a, there has been a, a palpable lack of world-class players in this Chelsea squad for at least five years, you yeah. we all know who the who the there are. We have two world class players in this side at the moment, yeah. Kante, well three, mm-hmm. sorry, Kante, Silver, James and James. Yeah. Kante, Silver, and James, yeah. of which two of them are injured, and one can really probably only play once a week, and is thirty eight yeah. years old. 
I mean, that's where we are. And actually, we have been like that for a long time because I think, and Clayton, I know, will zoom in with this one very quickly. We hid behind the fact, I think, as a squad and a club, that Eden Hazard was our world-class player. And he was so fucking good, it didn't matter that we didn't have anybody else. But I think, sorry to take to interrupt, I just think actually they were the same with Conte and the other two, because I think they, yeah. they, won, they won us the, the, the Champions League, along with Christensen, who I think we've underestimated, and, um, uh, and, um, and Rudiger. And I think you look at the, the, the fact those five players aren't playing, it's not anywhere near the same team. Sorry, Clayton, to interrupt you there. No, I, I, <clears throat> I don't disagree. I, I just think it's um, what, what's basically happened is the fact that Conte in 2017 did a remarkable job to get that team to win the league. Yes, we had a lot of good players, but what he did to actually just turn it round and it would be interesting, as we have opined previously, what would have happened had they given him the money or given him the players that he wanted as to, to sort of build something. Um, you know, we had we we had Hazard and we won the Europa. We we keep one winning things, or we were winning things, and I think it papered over a lot. And I think that Tuchel coming in and winning the Champions League with that team squad again it just papered over where we were and i think that we have had 20 plus years of of just continued success and a lot of it is down to initially the squad that jose put together that backbone and what have you and since that backbone's gone the winning mentality has has basically um prevailed now you just look at that squad and you just think who's gonna who's gonna basically rally the troops? Who's gonna who's gonna pull them up by their bootstraps when when things aren't going well? Um, you know, what what great team gets gets beaten four one by Brighton and three nil by Leeds um and doesn't turn up at, at Southampton? You know, the the change of managers changed nothing. Mm, and and that is you know, if Potter's given two, three years and, and he is obviously a good coach and everywhere he's been, he started off slowly. And then after two, three years, things have turned around and, and they've been really good. Where we will be after two, three years of Potter, I've got absolutely no idea if there is two or three years of Potter. I think people writing him off now are absolutely just nuts. I think that's just pathetic. I think we should basically give him time. It's a bizarre season. I think the 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 World Cup has come at a great time for us. I mean, if we can get two points from Arsenal and Newcastle before the World Cup, I think that'll be that'll be gratefully received. And then we start again because none of us know what's going to happen post World Cup. Um, but you know, from our perspective, after the World Cup, there's a very good chance that we will have James back. There's a good chance that maybe Kante will be back, and there's a good chance that Chill will be back. And if you've got those three, and I suspect that we will buy somebody in the January transfer window, I suspect we'll buy somebody in midfield. I think there was a couple of people, wasn't there? Somebody from Benfica that we wanted to buy and what have you. And I think that things will start to sort of pick up. And I, I, I do know that um, there was a, a slight criticism of us 
or being down on the fan cast. But I, I think it's not a question of being down. I think it's a question of just being realistic yeah. of basically pointing out where we are. Yeah. And okay, we won two one on on Tuesday or Wednesday night. We were playing a poor team, and we didn't play particularly brilliantly, but we didn't play badly. I thought some of our football was quite good, but you know, you can't be an elite team if you can't bloody score. Yeah. You can't be an elite team if you lose four one to a team who are managed by your. Um, well, we we were taken apart, J.K. Complete, that, that's that's what, the problem. We, we let in four goals against a team that doesn't score. Yeah. Doesn't score ever. Exactly. But, by the way, in terms of this view of Dunk, just I forgot to mention this, Dunk and uh, Trossard, um, Robert Bathurst, my friend who has a season ticket to an actor at um, uh, Yamek, sent me this. Um, somebody sent him this. Um, Potter didn't move on, though, did he? He fucked off, then came right back and plundered most of our major off-field talent and he's still at it. I sincerely wish Beardo would fucking move on, but he's still circling over the Amex like a vulture in a Paul Weller coat, scooping out who else he can, scoping out who else he can scavenge from Brighton before the carcass runs dry. As an Albion fan, I'll move on when GP and his loathsome new Frankenstein club leave us the fuck alone. Yeah, well, here, here you go, Robert. Uh, Tarek Lamptey, Levi Colwell, and you can have all the rest of the Brighton fuckwits back tomorrow. Thank you. Um, now, you made a really excellent point, Clayton, about uh, the World Cup. And much as it's tragic for Ben Chilwell and Rhys James in particular, you're right, I think. I think it could actually weirdly be a godsend for us because it means that they won't be able to go, which, as I said, is tragic for them. And I really do feel for them. But I think... You know, if they don't go, it means they can't get injured on duty for England and they will be able to rest and recuperate and be fit again for uh, the end of December, um, as will anybody else who's injured and can't make it out there, which is which is potentially good for us. And I, I mean, you look, I mean, because there is the hor- hor- I mean, it is it is horrific that we've got a World Cup in the middle of the season. And you, you, we all know that there are going to be players going to the World Cup from all sorts of clubs, quite possibly ours too, who are going to go out there and get injured. Um, and uh, it's going to screw a lot of clubs up, I think, on the on on you know when it restarts. But thankfully, hopefully, Kante who can't go, Chilwell who probably won't be able to go, Reese James who won't go, will be saved that. And I hope that I mean you know who knows they they all come back. Potter gets a bit of respite as well. Who knows what might happen in the second half of the season? It's 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 a weird, weird season. Anything could happen. Now, just to wrap this part up, uh, we've got a we potentially in the Champions League could get Bruges, uh, Inter Milan, Frankfurt, Leipzig, uh, Dortmund, PSG. The draws on Monday at eleven a.m. Clayton, um, who do you fancy out of that lot? On who or who do you not fancy? Well, I think it's all irrelevant because we're going to get PSG, aren't we? <laughs> Probably. Probably, mate. I, I seriously don't mind any of the others. I think, you know, come February, we'll be a different team. And I think any one of those teams will be beatable. I think PSG will be very, very difficult. Yeah, yeah, they will. They've got their, they've got their act together in the last couple of years, haven't they, in terms of the Champions League? And they've getting, they're getting close to what they want. So, yeah, they would be a problem. But... Yeah, Bruges. Any, any of the others, I wouldn't have a problem with. 
Yeah, I mean Le- Leipzig will be interesting because of the the, the love that Bowley has for Leipzig and Salzburg. Dortmund would have been more fun if we still had Tommy Tuchel, but they're a good side. I'd I'd quite like to avoid them. Frankfurt are annoying because we know that having played them in the uh, in the Europa, but eminently beatable. Bruges, I would say, would easily beatable. As our Inter, as an Italian team, and of course they'd have, uh, as the youth like to say on Twitter, La Caca playing for them if he's fit again. So that that I I wouldn't be surprised if we get Inter because of that. But yeah, I'd like to avoid Dortmund and PSG, J.K. But other than that, I'm um, bring them on. I don't care, Chich. I knew you'd say that. I I want the best teams because we have to beat the best teams to win it. <laughs> there is that, but you're, at the you're same so time, Corinthian, aren't you? It, it's it, <laughs> thank you. It's uh, I played for them, Corinthian Casuals. Did you really play for them? I I follow them. I've got I've got quite a lot of love for them. Did a brilliant documentary a while back, and the guy who made it listens to the fan cast. Does he? Oh, mm. good stuff. It was on BT, wasn't it? It was yeah. very good. Corinthian Casuals is just down the road from where I live. Well, it's not just down the road; it's at Tolworth Roundabout. And I went there because Kings. I went there last year because Kingstonians, who are groundless, were playing there, and I went to watch they're, a game. They're not, they're not that bad, surely. Yeah, very good. And the standard is is um, is not the finest. Mm. Mm. So anyway, I played for them at Malvern. I remember against Malvern School, and, and uh, one of the games, and I was kicked rotten. And we had a um, my kind center, of team centre half playing for us who was uh, had played for Charlton, and I was always of the belief that uh, even if you if you weren't playing particularly well, you just ran around and closed people down or kick and, and yeah, and not kicking necessarily, just be there, be nuisance. And uh, he actually said, "Did you think you could stop all this running, Jonathan? You're showing us all up," <laughs> which I quite liked. Actually. Lovely. Um, we are talking. Uh, oh my God! Thirty years well, there ago. You go. God. Right, people, we're going to have a quick break. But before we do, uh, just a, a quiet reminder, really, because uh, we do have uh, the Chelsea Fancast and the Troubadour presenting an afternoon with Pat Nevin on Sunday afternoon after the Arsenal game. Uh, the doors open at half past three. Uh, and we've got three kind of things on the menu. One is a, a chat with Pat about the Arsenal game. Me and JK will be doing that. And then we've got a live Q&A uh, for the people that turn up uh, who have bought tickets, so they can ask Pat anything that they like. And uh, then there'll be about an hour's kind of wind down. You can have a, a chat and a drink and a, a, a sign anything you like session with Pat afterwards. So it's, it's going to be a fabulous afternoon. He is he is such good value. I mean, I've had the absolute honour of interviewing him several times and he is brilliant and he's a lovely man too and a very intelligent man. And he doesn't hold back in his in his views and, and opinions either. So there you go. There are literally a handful of tickets. I think there are about five tickets left. So if you do want to get a ticket before Sunday and you'll need to get one, you can't just turn up on the door, uh, then you will need to go to ticketweb.uk and part with 20 English pounds. And that will secure you a ticket. And the Troubadour Club uh, is on Old Brompton Road. I'm looking forward to it hugely, Jake. I'm getting quite excited. I'm actually more excited for that than I am the game, to be honest. I'm trying to work out what questions to ask him. I'm trying to Are we allowed to ask him questions if we're on the on the panel? Well, why not? Yeah, I don't see why not. We'd have to interrupt somebody. You just wait for their... What, you a, interrupt a, people? Never. A, a Surely lull. not. Wait for a lull, Chidge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You can, you can put your hand up like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. Clayton, you coming along? Yeah, I, I'm hoping to be there. Okay. Um, you haven't bought a ticket, have you? 
No. I've got you I've, on the guest list, haven't I? Yeah. I believe you have. I, I, I no, said I can't remember. I, I, I wrote it down for this very reason. I wrote it down for this very reason that I have a memory like a fucking goldfish. And do you know what I've just found? Look at that. There you go. You're on the list, mate. You are on the list. You are on the list. So there you go. Great. I look forward to... Well, do you know what? Apart, apart from everything else, I have to say this, actually. Outrageous. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it. you know, it's lovely having Pat and Kerry and whoever we are, else we get there. It's also really lovely being able to spend time with people who listen to this show uh, that we don't see enough. It's nice to see you lot, which I don't see enough of, apart from down a weird old tube on a Friday and a Monday night. I'm I'm actually looking forward to that. And I mean, last one, Clayton, there was a mate of mine there that I started work with in the late 80s who I, I, I lauded as this kind of mega Chelsea supporter. He used to go on all the Chelsea specials from the 80s. He's a much better Chelsea supporter than I ever have been. And we reconnected about a year and a half, two years ago. And he came along. It's just lovely to see people like that as well. So it's just, it's a wonderful, it's, it's, you know, there's so many things to love about this. Get down there if you can. Only five tickets left. Hurry up. They're only £20. Right. We'll be back it, in a, what? What time is it? 3.30. 3.30. Good on. Yeah. Get well, there. That was for everybody, by the way, just to say it. Yes. Yeah. It's 3.30 for everybody. You and I need to be there a bit earlier. So we get mic'd up and stuff. Ooh. Yes. Okay. Do not forget. I haven't before. Why would I forget now? Don't say that to me so pointedly. I don't know. I'm just 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 <laughs> being schoolmasterly and trying to organise you. Unfairly. Like horrible. herding fucking cats, Ooh, honestly. Horrible. Me, me think he doth protest too much. Anyway, enough. Juggling jelly. We're going for a break. We'll be back in a minute. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match... And they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month. And you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Real fans, real opinions. 
I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast Friday Night Preview Show uh, with me, Stanford Chidge, uh, the wonderful Jonathan Kidd, and the absolutely brilliant housewife's choice, the lovely Clayton Beerman. Always lovely to see Clayton on the show. Um, lovely to be here. Yeah, there we go. All right, uh, time for... Uh, now, I'm, I'm, I've not done what I did last Friday. Jonathan will be probably quite grateful. I've decided just to go with a one-team selection for the Arsenal match and Aww. and two... Um, kind of a mix, really. I I think this is what he what he will. It's kind of a mix between what he would play and what I would like to play. But I think the first thing to note is that I have gone for a four-two-three-one selection. Uh, this is because Arsenal always play four-two-three-one, and I think it might not be a bad idea to match up. Um, we've seen this before. I mean, Brighton naughtily didn't play. I mean, they normally played three-five-two. And they decided to not play three five two last week, and it kind of, you know, derailed us somewhat. I think Potter nearly always starts with three at the back and ends up playing with four, and he quite often ends up matching the other team when he realizes that whatever selection and formation he started doesn't work. So, you know, let's just start. Why don't we just start and match them up and see where we go from there? In which case, uh, I, I Mendy has to start because there's no Kepper. Uh, Silver and Shaloba have to be your centre-backs because we don't have any others. You cannot play three at the back with Cucurella as a left left centre-back. Please do not do that. Uh, Koulibaly may or may not be fit. I'm not entirely sure. If he is fit, then you could see Koulibaly, Silver and Shaloba and all bets are off. And you could see Cucurella playing as a wing-back, possibly Aspie as a wing-back or Cheek. So it, this could all be a load of old arse gravy. It normally is. But I'm going for Cucurella as the left-back, Silva, Chalobra centre-backs, Aspilicueta as the right-back, Jorginho and Loftus-Cheek as the kind of more defensively-minded midfielders. Jorginho's all right. Kovacic is injured, so he won't be playing, or he's got a knock, so he won't be playing. Presumably, Zakaria or Zakaria won't be playing because he had a knock. Uh, does that leave anybody else in midfield? I don't think so. So there you go, Jorginho and Loftus-Cheek for me. At the uh, kind of the, the middle of the three... I'm going to put Gallagher because I think he's, you know, all action hero and I'd love to see him start. I think he'll start Sterling on the left because, as we said, he's playing him on reputation and, of course, he scored. So clearly he's completely back in form in spite of missing from two yards. Uh, Mount will will start because he always does and he'll be on the right. And Aubameyang up front. And I'm all for Aubameyang starting because he scored 92 goals for Arsenal. And I'm sure and I know we know that he fell out with Arteta big time. So I'm really hoping Aubameyang starts, plays like an absolute demon, scores several and drops his shorts in front of uh, Arteta as he runs towards him. That's my <laughs> hope. Inadvertently. No, no, deliberately. I want to get, I want to see him give him the full moon, mate. Okay. And a few and a few up yours fuck yous and fingers as well. In fact, I want him to go full on uh, Adebayor actually. Didn't he get that wrestler's mask out from behind the hoarding once? Oh, he Aubameyang. did, didn't he? He did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's weird. I'd forgotten all about that. Yeah. So there you go. That's my starter for 11, JK. Um, are we sure that Koulibaly is injured? Uh, he, he's he's not listed as being injured, but we know he's recovering from a knock. And he took another knock, didn't he? In the, in the, yeah. 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 
he did dive in and got booked again. He seems to try and anticipate these things. I think he finds everything a bit too speedy for him. He looks a bit, um, he, he veers between looking um, classy and then occasionally laborious and misses players. It's a very strange mixture. But if you're um, going to play a back four right now with who's available, that's your best back four. But that's your only back four, I think. No, indeed, I'm I'm not convinced he'll play a back four. I think he'll be um, ornery and not take your advice, Chidge, and not match up at all with them. And I think he'll play Cucurella left back, Koulibaly, Silva, Chalabar. And um, I don't think he'll play Dave because surely he must appreciate that Dave is uh, not the player he was. Dave, in the last few minutes, gave the ball away twice against Zagreb and on one occasion did himself a mischief catching up with the player um, because he felt so ashamed having given the ball away because we, we, were, we were attacking and his centre was so feeble it just made it to the first man along the ground who then passed it, kicked it up and the bloke ran after it. And Dave, to all his credit, ran back, absolutely knackered himself, had to, had to almost be taken off for that one moment. The referee came up. With his did armor. they give him oxygen? And uh, it looked it looked like if it. somebody would have done it, it wouldn't have it, you wouldn't have been surprised. He really was blowing out of his proverbial oh, completely and utterly. So I actually think he'll play cheek at right wing back again. And I think he'll play five. Um, I think uh, Kovacic will play because um, he didn't play this week in the week because of his knee injury. But I think he'll play him in the same way that he's been playing him all the time. Um, and I'll play him with Jorginho. He won't pick Gallagher. He'll play Sterling. He'll play um, Aubameyang and Mount like that because I, I think he, it, those three will work. But I think, and then he'll, he'll change it after we're two down uh, to four. And Gallagher sorry, will I, come on, and Havertz will yeah. come on, Pulisic yeah. will come on, yeah, and they'll all play well. Yeah. And and we'll think, why didn't you start like this? Yeah, because I really don't think he knows what who to play at the moment. And I actually think we just accept the fact that we just struggle on to the to the World Cup. I mean, I prophesied a few weeks ago that we wouldn't win any of the games and I'm wrong in the fact that we've, well, I'm admitting more the Premier League. I think we'll lose on Sunday. I think we'll lose to, uh, unless we do a Chelsea thing. I think we'll, I'm sorry to be so negative. I just, I, 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 I'm not seeing anything inspirational in this side at all other than Gallagher. And I, and I, I can't see it. Uh, and we are victims of injury completely, but uh, um, I can't see us beating uh Newcastle, who are on a complete roll, particularly up there, because we'll, we'll have players who will be will will be um, um, daunted by the experience, as far as I can see. And then, what's the other game we're we're playing? We haven't um, City away. Well, yeah, the City away. Well, I think funnily enough. Well, let's see who on earth he picks. You know, because it, as as a uh, uh, it, traditionally, all these games they just pick, you know, youth and 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 second team players, but but um, the people aren't in the first team. But who knows with with Potter at the moment because he is finding his way and we have to be understanding for that but also as you said um, Clayton the World Cup completely puts a new thing on it we come back from the World Cup at an utterly different side people are repaired and they will buy two or three players and that is what I and I almost feel we just need to get through these games because yeah. I really don't think he knows himself who the best players are and he's having to patch it all up at the moment so yeah. Clayton, what do you think of my uh, uh, Baker's dozen? I I minus think minus two. I agree with Jonathan. I I if Kudabali's fit, he'll play a back five with Kudabali, and I think he'll play Loftus Cheek at right wing back. 
Um, because I think he's got the discipline to play there. If you think about how well he he has played there and that sort of Real Madrid game, he was he was really, really good. Uh I, yeah, I, I I think Kovacic will play. I really do. I Sterling yeah, he's I think I think that the rest of it is is right. Um yeah, the one thing I wanted to say about um, Wednesday night and, and which I found really interesting, um, which we didn't mention and all the negativity I'd like to say is that Trevor looked fantastic. At the, the, he looked the senior partner in the central defence, even though he was playing with a guy who was 20 years older than him or 15 years older than him and far more experienced. Trevor just looked to the man of born every week he's just getting better and better so hopefully he can stay fit because he just looks he looks the business yeah no I'd, i don't yeah i the uh, one the only thing i'm sure about this week is that abamyang's going to score mm. i think it's just and and arsenal fans know that as well yeah i think whether so. we score more than they do i don't know well, but that's that's true. I mean, you know, you, you, you both mentioned something earlier on, actually, that I thought was really interesting. And I mean, JK particularly, I think about the fact that we were so off the pace for the first 10 minutes, got caught cold. Uh, therefore, uh, Zagreb scored early, puts us under. I mean, they reacted to that pressure well and they kind of woke up. But it, we've, I mean, Brighton did it as well the week before. And, and Potter mentioned it in his presser today. Potter's pressers. There's a there's a segment for the fan cast going forward. Just five minutes of silence, really. Um, anyway, uh yeah, so uh, he mentioned intensity and that, you know, when when you're playing against Arsenal, who will be full of confidence, uh, full of pace, um, good side at the moment, has to be said, you know, but we need to come out with intensity. And and and, and, and the number of times we've seen Chelsea managers say this and then they, they turn up like they've wandered out of the pub for the last three, big, having been there for the three hours, you know, it's obvious, but the, the other thing that I think maybe is obvious and doesn't seem to get taken account of, J.K., it's pretty hard to come out with intensity when you're knackered and and the side's crippled with injuries, isn't it? Uh, yes, yes. Um, and they seem to what? have been knackered for a long, 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 long time. Not just this season. Tuchel was moaning about it. It's been yeah. going on for two or three years. This, and yet they are playing three games a week. So. Mm. Um, or two and a half games, whatever it is. At least we've got an extra day's rest ahead of, uh, than Arsenal, who played on Thursday night. Um, did they win on Thursday night, Arsenal? I think they did, yes. didn't they? They scraped no. through. They won one nil. Just having a quick look to see who they played, actually, if I can. But carry on. Talk amongst yourselves, people. Um, uh, he 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 made seven changes. Um, Arteta for the game on Thursday. He didn't play any of the. Seven changes from the first two. Well, I'll, I'll tell you who he played, mate. Okay. Yeah. Ramsdale normally starts. Tierney. Yeah. I think Doesn't he's, start. he's not a starter. Gabriel. Yes, he starts. Yeah. Holding. No, doesn't start. White. Yeah. Uh, yes, he starts. Nelson. Doesn't start. No. Laconga. Doesn't start. No. Elneny. Doesn't start. No. Vieira. Doesn't start. Nketia. Uh, comes on a sub. Jesus. Did he play? I t- trust me, he made seven changes. So about three, and... three or four of those players are what we would call starters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh... They're playing wonderfully, you know, and um, um, of course, Jesus is the great uh, 
the great player for them at the moment. So um, who hasn't scored for about six games? Eight, eight, no, eight games. Eight games. But, but his assists, he's doing well with the assists, isn't he? He looks very good. You know, they're all. Um, uh, it's it's. I just I don't want them crowing. There's a huge amount of crowing happens with Arsenal well, fans. Well, as I said earlier on, I, I you know had the misfortune of <clears throat> catching a bit of talk sport today, and it was full of Arsenal fans phoning up. They think they've won the league already, which of course is just so classically Arsenal, and will be joyous when it all goes tits up, as sure as eggs is exit will. They haven't won it since two thousand and four, of course. Well, so. that, the reason for that is us. Yeah, which is why they hate us. Good. Keep fucking hating. But uh, they won't win the league. It'll go tits up. But they, they, all the Arsenal fans, they already think they have. They're all, talk, they're all talking about the Invincibles again. And it's just like, yeah. you know, fuck off. This, well, this despite the, the fact they've lost. Yeah, I know. They're just idiots. Interestingly, this will be the first time for ages we've gone into a game against them as underdogs. Well, because, it will be. It will yeah. be. Totally right. I mean, it begs a really good question here, chaps. Clayton, um, do you think Arteta is a template for how to manage a club in transition. Because, you know, he, he kind of picked up from Dick Emery, didn't he? Who was the first one after Wenger, where yeah. they'd had that, you know, huge, you know, period of success for them under Wenger. And, and Arteta came in, they've stuck with him. He's brought a lot of youth in. He's made some really good buys and they were absolutely shit for two years because it used to infuriate me how the hell we could lose to this side when we were so patently much better than them. But, you know, maybe maybe Arteta's quite a good template for how to manage a transition, stick with it, and see what happens three years down the line. I, I think the proof is there. I think he is. Um, but it's is it too early to judge? They're very good. They're top of the table. If they win the league, then yes. If they don't and they end up winning nothing, then no. I, it's, it's really difficult. I mean, football's so transient. I... I think that anybody who stays at a football club more than a couple of seasons these days, I think they're, they're going to be the exception rather than the rule. But I do actually think that if you look at the the, the Bowley, Clear Clear Lake, Clear Water, whatever they're called, um, model with the Dodgers, their manager's been there, I think, about seven seasons and he's just been granted another long-term contract. And they basically look for stability and I think that's right and I think that's that's the way you're going to go now whether you know Arteta was completely he was a novice he, he had no managerial experience whereas Potter has I mean I do I do I, I'm, I'm really upset the more I think about it about Tuchel going because I, I don't know what happened I, I mean how you can basically judge a manager who had to manage through um covid and then through sanctions and and sort of just kick him out because he wouldn't join a whatsapp group i know it's slightly more complicated than that um i just think it was very short termism but i suppose it's like you you know you always say to you, you go into a company you just get rid of everybody and bring in your own people look at look at twitter for example yeah um and so, yeah, I, I think he's done well. I mean, I, they are they're a good side, and and they look really up for it. They're young; they've got a lot of young players. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're sort of it. It was or is the the archetypal quotes project, and and that's what they're doing. And they have bought well. Um, and it's quite interesting that they haven't actually gone out and bought any superstars 
they've gone out and they've collected a lot of young promising players um and that you know if you think about it that's what we're trying to do i mean they'll chuck a wicker um i don't know why he wasn't around on on he, 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 he was injured i think oh there's a surprise um you know so they've got we've got him to come through we've got amari hutchinson who basically um is tearing it up for for the youth team and we you know that that's what we're trying to do if you think about Fafana, he's young um we went out and spent a lot of money on him we we have got a lot of these players you, you, you we've got mount we've got gallagher um we've got reese james and and it is that that is what we're trying to do and maybe they're just basically saying to potter right you know weed out the rubbish you've got the kids coming through we want you to concentrate on that and then we will supplement you with you know quality when you need it yeah. and, and maybe that's the way we're going but yeah i, I think listen arsenal are playing really well and it's it, it's been really galling uh I, I was speaking to a very good friend of mine who is a spurs fan and he said we're awful he said i can't believe we're third in the league he said we are absolutely awful and but you can't say that about arsenal arsenal look good well the two, the, the two best the two best sides in the league right now are city and arsenal yeah i mean everybody else has just dropped off liverpool dropped off massively we're dropping off newcastle aren't there yet spurs you know they're not far behind Newcastle, but I did hear. I don't know if you listen to Talk Sport today. I did hear that um, amazing statistic because if you think about, if you think back to when we played Newcastle last season and we scored that last-minute goal um, through Habits, which was just the most glorious goal, and the amount of time wasting and fanning about, and they did that at Liverpool. I think you remember. Treated, yes. Yeah, and Liverpool scored in like the seventh or eighth minute of injury time, which was all put on because they'd been wasting time and going down. Apparently, when they played Spurs at the weekend, that was the shortest amount of time a Premier League game has lasted. There was so much time wasting in it, actual live football. Apparently, um, Pope got booked in the 83rd minute for time wasting, and that he you know, and and that's the way they're developing. So yeah, they're going to be difficult, and uh, yeah, and and they are coming up. There, there's been a huge leveling up in the Premier League, huge leveling up. So that and is, think, is that what Boris meant then? <laughs> <laughs> but but that's you know, if you look at it, it's it, it's down to two things. I think one, a lot of the elite teams, a lot of their players are just completely burnt out. Yeah. You know, because they've been playing year on year on year. And the lesser teams, and with all due deference and respect to them, which obviously I have none, but I have to say it, um, they're just all fit as fuck. Yeah. And they just run and they chase and they run and they chase. And and they put 10 men behind the ball. Yeah, I mean, Liverpool were a classic example of that because their entire game was, you know, this kind of heavy metal football, you know, running around like crazy, being really intense. They're knackered. They're, they're burnt out. That's why they've dropped off. Um, you know, so I think... There's... hardly presses at all now, Klopp. You watch them. Yeah. They just back halfway line. Well, they're Is running. They... They're running. I mean, they did a, an interesting thing. I watched their game the other day and they compared a Liverpool player with a, his opposite number in the other team. 
and the the other one had run a, a whole kilometer more than this chap so they're not running as far as well they're knackered and i think clayton makes an absolutely superb point jk i know this sounds like complete batshit considering what we've been talking about this evening about the fact that we have to give potter time etc 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 but i'm gonna say it i'm gonna go all talk sport here is this a must win for potter and, I, and i'll explain why because i think he needs to prove that we can beat uh, a top six a big rival in the top six side because at the moment we've i think we've drawn haven't we with a with top six size spurs and uh um oh god i'm having a brain fart united you would say are a top six side so you know he needs to he, i think he needs he needs a notch on his bedpost and effectively uh, and this would be a really big notch and the other thing is given that we've got arsenal and newcastle as the last two premier league games before the world cup and that we're currently in sixth we kind of want to be as near as the top four or in the top four as we can be before the break for the world cup so i think that's why we i think i think i think it's a must win to keep his job i think it's a must win in terms of you know what it kind of means if you see what i mean i i don't think so at all okay i don't think he'll care uh, I think he will come up with a, you know, uh, he'll analyse the game and just say we didn't want it as much or we weren't as intense. I, I think he's um, he's treating this whole period as a way of getting to know people. And uh, uh, I don't think... We know a song a, about that. Uh, and getting to know you, <laughs> getting to know all about you. Um, yeah, I, it's I, all right, I, I'll I, tee him up, mate. I'll tee him up. Thank you. I honestly think um, uh, I don't think it means an enormous amount to him yet. Mm. Um, uh, but, and I also think, you know, he's fulfilled the first, first part of it. He's got them into the uh, the next round of the they've got them in the, uh, the, the the knockout stage of the Champions League, which I think is considered more important at the moment for the club. Um, and, and, and they'd I be say, right. They'd be right. And he'll be bailed out by some transfers and the injuries coming back. I think I think he. He will be cobbling a side together for the next few games and we will be well beaten. And I don't think it has relevance mm. it, because we're not going to be, um, well, we need to try and challenge for the top four, don't we? But I think, as Clayton said, I think you said earlier, didn't you, Clayton, that come come um, post-World Cup, it will be a completely different uh, set of circumstances for Chelsea. Mm, absolutely. Mm. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty, I mean, you know, it, it's a, I mean, this is what I mean when we're in a very different, I mean, you could well be right, JK. I mean, although I have to say, if, 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 if he was as unconcerned as you're saying he is, then he would have put a, a really shit team out on, on, on Wednesday night. And he didn't. He put a strong team out on Wednesday well, night. Well, I'm also going by that when he commented on the Brighton failure, um, he, he wasn't very worried about it in the press conference. Yeah, I think he, he was that, more worried about the fact that they they did that did naughty, hurty, nasties to his feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he, I don't think. Um, no, even then he didn't. When he was asked the question uh, by uh, um, a, a probing journalist, what what he felt about the whole thing, he just said, um, he said, "No, they just played better, and I got some of the tactics wrong." He didn't actually, you know, there wasn't a feeling of we can't let this happen. There was a kind of oh no, well. But I think I think that's indicative, mate. Uh, I think that's indicative, and I think you know what I what I've been saying a lot is that you know somewhere along the line Potter's got to have a bit of a mentality shift here. He's managing Chelsea Football Club, not Brighton, 
Brighton are expected to lose half the games they play in this season. We're expected to win all of our games. I agree. I agree completely. But it may be that he's, you know, the, the from on high, it's come down that um, this period is irrelevant. It's just to try and, you know, he's he's succeeded. He's got them into the Champions League um, uh, knockout stages and uh, uh, and they appreciate how difficult it is for him. So the pressure isn't on. Well, I'll tell you what might might change that and, and might change it in the minds of Bowley and co. Um, we've seen this before. We've seen managers at Chelsea start to stink the place out and people stop going. You know, Sarri and Benitez were the best two examples of that. You know, you you, you know, and, and and this lot, this bunch, value will value bums on seats more than Roman did. That is yeah. for sure. So if you start getting a lot of people saying, "No, fuck this for a game of chess," we're not interested. And unless those seats are taken up by the people that prefer to have in there, as in people who are spending two hundred and three hundred quid in the in the merchandise store then maybe that could do for Potter if he's not careful. So actually, I think he does have to take it seriously. Well, I think it's an advantage. The World Cup's an advantage for him. Mm, well, I totally agree. I think you, you you both have made excellent points there, particularly uh, Mr. Beerman. I mean, it, uh, I mean, it's kind of the same question in another way around, really, Clayton. I mean, how big an issue of it would it really be if we lose the next three games, as in Arsenal, City and Newcastle, having also... Well, I mean, you know, we, we we beat Zagreb, but we lost to Brighton as well, didn't we? I mean, is it going to be an issue or, or, or are we just sitting there going, well, it doesn't matter because nothing's going to happen anyway? No, I, 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 don't, I, I don't get the same vibe that JK does, to be perfectly honest. I don't think there's a... He doesn't care. I think he does care. And I think that if if he doesn't care... He'll find out on Sunday that that's not acceptable because the the crowd won't take it. There will there if we get stuffed on Sunday, then he's going to get it in the neck. Seriously, get it in the neck. I mean, I can't. I mean, I can. You know, I cast my mind back to the beginning of the season. We started off and we had that absolutely wet squib of a performance against Everton okay we won and the best team in the world came to see us the next weekend and we all thought we were going to be humiliated by them and guess what if it wasn't for fucking Anthony Taylor we would have won and I do actually think that irrespective of whatever Graham Potter thinks or considers to be acceptable I'll tell you one thing, the players won't. The players will be up for it. It's a big game. It's a big game. They're coming to our house. We haven't turned up against them for two seasons now. Where there's a mental thing, I've got absolutely no idea. But the crowd will not accept. I mean, I think one of the worst things is the fact it's a 12 o'clock kickoff on a Sunday. And I basically think that as abhorrent as it it, it, it is unless people are tanked up, the the atmosphere is pretty shit. And Sunday lunchtime kickoffs are shit atmospheres, but they will be up for it. Their fans will be up for it. And hopefully that will get our go. And and, and hopefully we'll be up for it. Well, you're... I agree. sorry, JK. Sorry, go on. Go on. I agree completely with the, the fact the crowd will give them, give him what for, because already the rumblings are there. Um, are they? All the people that I sit with, they're not fond of him already. 
And uh, but, what, but but Jonathan, I I, what do you expect, or what does one expect of Potter? He's basically got exactly the same players as Tuchel. So what what's what's could he do different? No, I, I, I'm not I'm not siding with them. I'm just. No, no, I'm, no, I'm not saying you're not. I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm that, you know, well, I, I, I agree. I, I agree. I agree. And he's in a worse situation because of all the injuries. Yeah. But, um, um, I just don't think he's he's helped by his uh, uh, a word my mother used to use his slightly insouciant character. Mm. We're not Ooh. getting it. We're not, yes, it means for those who don't know, uncaring. <laughs> And what? Uncaring. Uncaring. Nonchalant. Nonchalant. Yeah. He, 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 we like a bit of passion. We, we Chelsea. Is that with a U? Um, what? Uh, Ooh, passion. No, passion. Passion. What the U accused the Yadars of being interested in. That's right. I knew, I knew what you meant. Um, passion. Um, passion. Passion. Um, yeah. I just, we, we, we like somebody who we feel is, on our side a bit and and he's a bit wishy-washy and... I, I i i just basically think that that's the way he is you know when when tuchel's yeah. standing on the touchline absolutely bollocking whoever for mostly a doy i was gonna say hudson a doy yeah. whoever yeah, was every... nearest basically you basically then said look he's destroying his confidence all potter does is encourage and I think we just have to let them find their style. I think he is what he is. And and basically, these guys who bought the club have spent a, a humongous amount of money and they've spent a humongous amount of money and they won't accept anything less than success. And I think, you know, Potter will be given time and people are just going to have to accept that that's the way he is. Well, I mean, this is the interesting thing. He's going to be given time, but how much time is he given if if he doesn't have any success? Given that Bowley and Co are going to demand success, I I suspect that he'll obviously be given this season and next season. He'll get two full seasons. Yeah. Okay. Lovely. Well, if you count this as a full season because he hasn't had any pre-season training, he took over what half a dozen games in. Yeah. He's not bought any players. No. I I I would be really surprised if one is gone before the end of next season. Mm. Okay, well we will see. Our record, J.K. against the Ars- the Arsenal uh, recently is is horrible. I mean, we we got humped by them four two at home last year. The year before that, they they absolutely shit housed that one nil win. I mean, when you know Jorginho passed, oh. yeah, there's no oh. way that they were so shit. There's no way they deserved that. I've erased that four-two completely out of my mind, and it was only in I April. I haven't. Look, to remind me what happened. Didn't deserve it. Well, they scored four goals. We scored two. Yeah, but how did that happen? Yeah, I, all I remember is the them scoring a fourth that was undeserved. Yeah, and the third was undeserved. And it, that, it, that the the fourth was the Saka penalty when basically he dived. Yes. They've got turned over. Yes. They were fantastic in the first half. They absolutely cut us to ribbons. One of their goals was was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But they'd been utter shite until they came to our place. And we were, I can't remember, we still in, must have been still in the FA Cup and we were going for fourth place because it was quite late in the season, yeah, wasn't 20th it? 20th of April. We got absolutely humped by them. Mm. Well, our record 
I mean, this is an interesting stat. I mean, I know we, we haven't beaten them on home soil since 2018. Uh, but no side in the history of the Premier League owns more victories over Chelsea than Arsenal. I mean, that's home and away, 23. Um, Arsenal have only dropped uh, points in three games across all competitions this season. And they lead City by two points. Uh, all three of Arsenal's winless ma- and this, this is interesting. All three of Arsenal's winless matches this season have been on the road, and they've drawn one and lost two. Uh, and uh, yeah, this is this is also interesting in a funny old way. Arsenal are the only Premier League side to score in each of their matches this season. And for the record, uh, in terms of home Premier League form since football was invented in 1992. Chelsea have played Arsenal 29 times at home. We've won 13 of them, drawn eight and lost eight, which actually is not as bad as I thought it might be. But I think that's because basically from 2005, four, really. I mean, interestingly enough, yeah, 2004, we lost 2-1 to them at home. But we only lost four, we've only lost four times since Roman took over. And I remember we've talked about this on the on the Fifty Years Show, haven't we, J.K.? How I, I mean, we we just could not fucking ever beat Arsenal at all during the nineties. It felt like that, you know. We did actually beat them several times, but it always felt like we never ever beat Arsenal. There's that ho- horrible, horrible run which ended up in me in tears when we got beaten by three one in the FA Cup replay. You know, but also the canoe and the Winterburn yeah. goal. Those two desperately unfair situations well can you just suddenly played like a a man possessed scoring from angles that you wouldn't believe anybody would score from and uh winterburn just had a dip from a long way away yeah. and went in Silvino, yeah, it's a fucking horrible period i hate it that's why i hate arsenal so much really and i think actually to, to round this all up and that's a good way to finish it you know, Clayton made the point, J.K., didn't he, that that we the fans won't won't stomach a horrible defeat to Arsenal because, like me, most of them hate Arsenal, and we don't like it's, it's not quite Tottenham proportions, but we do not like losing to them because of the pain that many of us endured for for far too long. Um, so yeah, you know, there's a Potter needs to know this that there's a lot on this match from the supporters. We do not want to be dicked by Arsenal, particularly as they're already crowing about the fact that they've won the league title. And I mean, listening to the radio today, they're all saying, oh, yeah, 3 4 nil, easy, you know, no problem at all. That needs to not happen. We need to beat these fuckers on Sunday. We really, really do. You're, no, you're, not, you're not confident, are you? I'm not, but being Chelsea, we might very well come away with a win. You know, it, it, who knows with our team? Well, I mean, if it was the, if it was the old Chelsea, I, I would agree with you. But I, I, this is a Chelsea I don't really... I recognise the bad bits of it, but I'm not recognising too many of the good bits at the moment. Yeah, I agree. Do you know I, what I mean? I'm finding it all a bit un, uncallable. Yeah, know? yeah. So what are you going to go for? Uh, nil three. Three nil to the Arsenal. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going home then. Oh, actually, I already am home. I never. It, normally, it's against my principle to be negative about our team. But um, I don't think I think we're in a terrible state because of the injuries, and and I'm I'm not convinced at the moment that he knows what to do. Mm. Mm. So that's okay. that's why I think that, and they're very good. But, Fair you know, enough. I'm, I'm I'm looking to be surprised. I mean, what I will say is that they absolutely thumped um, 
uh, Forest last week, obviously. But I think you, you, me and Clayton could play in a team that could thump Forest at the moment. But actually, other than that, um, their recent matches are not too clever. They drew one all uh, with Southampton. You know, that's hardly impressive. They lost to PSV with, I would imagine, a week inside. And they only just beat Zurich 1-0 at home. So uh, and they lost to PSV away two 0 with a fairly weak inside. So they're they're not actually in. I think they're the the results. It says three wins out of the last five. Is saying oh that's all right, but actually you read between the lines and it's not as clever as you think it is. So, and as as I said, their three winless games have all been away from home. And I think they're making the Emirates a bit of a. I mean, there's actually it's actually lo and behold, it's actually quite noisy there at the moment because the fans are all quite happy. Uh, which is not usually the case at uh, the Emirates, as we all know. So I don't know. I'm going to reveal mine in a minute. I'm going to ask Mr. Beerman what he thinks. Uh, <clears throat> because we are Chelsea and because we do, we always do what we shouldn't do, I'm going to go for a 2-1 win and Aubameyang's going to get both goals. Bloody hell, Clayton. You were reading my mind because I was about to say exactly the same, actually. I mean, it, 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 JK... Is, is right you know all the runes and I mean there were a lot of Chelsea fans phoning up TalkSport today saying they think they're going to get we're going to get dicked as well JK like like you uh maybe that's the sensible uh you know viewpoint but I I I I, I don't know why I've got an inkling and I think 2-1 as well I don't think we'll stop them scoring uh the statistics bear that out they, they've not had a match this season where they haven't scored um, so we'll let him have one, and uh, I agree with you, Clayton. I think uh, Aubameyang is going to see see uh, Arteta on the touchline, and it will uh, make him go mad with anger, and he will put see two goals red. away. I, I don't want him to see red. I don't no, want him to get a red card. With anger, with anger, he'll see red. Yeah, the red mist will descend, and he'll play like a demon, and he'll score two goals. So there you go. I agree with you, Clayton. 2-1 to Chelsea. And that would be great. Because that would piss on all the Arsenal fans' fireworks, very appropriately, for a firework weekend. Um, I would love to see that. I would really love to see it. It would put me in a thoroughly good mood, and I would be a very happy camper if that happens. So there you go. So 3-0. JK says we'll lose 3-0. Me and Clayton says we'll win 2-1. Let's hope we do. There we go. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing you both there, and particularly to the Pat Nevin do. That, that should, uh, one way or another, that will cheer us all up, whatever happens. So there you go. Now... Uh, JK, myself and the Right Reverend Tony Glover, I believe, uh, will be back on uh, Monday, uh, Monday evening for the main Chelsea Fancast show, uh, which, of course, kicks off at 7pm there or thereabouts. And we will, of course, be looking back at the match against the Arsenal and uh, and looking ahead to the Caribou Cup match against Man City on Wednesday evening. So there we go. Uh, JK, as always, an absolute delight to see you on a Friday evening. Lovely to be here, thank you. Lovely to be on with Clayton. Yeah, absolutely. Always lovely to see you too, mate. And uh, I really look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Yeah, I, I sort of uh, will walk down together after the game if you want. Yeah, I'm going to head straight there because, I mean, it'll be open and I can have a drink. Uh, although mm-hmm. I'm, I'm driving, so not many, but I've got to set up and things. So, yeah, I'll, I'll meet you. I'll meet you outside the Gate 17 exit if you like. I'll just go, I'll come up to your... Oh, you walk, walk, walk across. Yeah, makes yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah. All right, mate, lovely. See you both on uh, on Sunday, and uh, you lot out there. Thank you for listening. See you on Monday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it shells. Up the Chelsea!
It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.